So as we think about the unreached people groups in the diaspora, I want to give you a very practical next step and an invitation to join myself and dozens of other people interested in unreached people groups in the diaspora. September 28th through 30th, there's a group convening in the Kansas City, Missouri area for something called the Unreached People's Summit or Unreached People's North America Summit. And it's it's not like missions conferences you may have been to in the past. Really, the goal is to help you get unstuck and collaborate. And getting unstuck may mean getting started. There's something that's holding you from getting started. There's something holding you back to taking the next step. And we're just all going to put ourselves in the room and say, we want to learn from one another. We're going to give opportunities for people to ask questions, the practitioners. And the goal is to help remove barriers to get you to the next step. So you can learn more about this conference, this summit, this gathering in Kansas City, September 28th and 30th by going to unreachedpeoples2023.com. We're glad to be talking today about, we're doing episode 12 of Let's Talk Diaspora. And today we just thought we would uh, spend um, some time doing a recap of um, this season of Diaspora Missions 101. Yeah, if we just recap what we've done so far in the first season, this is the last episode, that we first talked about different ways of pronouncing things. So why we said, why to begin this podcast? And we said, we got to define diaspora, 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 diasporial, all of these different ways. But yes, we landed on diaspora. Great. And, I th- and another thing we talked about was why we were even beginning this podcast. I think, Bud, if I remember even before we started this podcast, you may have even looked up, you know, all the podcasts you could find and how many we could find on diaspora. We didn't find many that were really talking about diaspora as we are talking about diaspora. Yeah, so it's it's our hope that now that you're at the end of season one, that you found value. And that was the reason why we started the podcast, as we said, diaspora missions among the unreached is important. There are people talking about it in sporadic ways, but there's not a podcast uh, that is dedicated to uh, seeing the unreached in the diaspora reached with the gospel. And that's what we're about. So that's why we started this podcast. And uh you can let us know if we're meeting that that need or not. Uh, but that was why we, we started it is like, hey, this is a God ordained moment in time where God is bringing the ends of the earth to global cities, uh, specifically in Western Europe and North America for his purposes. And so we want to mobilize the body of Christ, draw their attention to it and equip them uh, for the task. And But we talked about even the biblical foundations for diaspora. Do you, do you remember one of those topics or something that really stood out to you from that episode? I, I remember recording that episode and I remember saying something that I had not prepared or planned and it has stuck with me, but that was just the view of the book of Ruth and how God uses diaspora. Uh, you know, just, just to recap that it was, it was a back and forth of this diaspora and it was for, it was for the purpose of seeing Israel blessed and the nations blessed. Through this little minor story that, you know, some people and, you know, theologians are like, oh, well, you know, Ruth is an okay book. But like, man, there's so much richness in that aspect of God using the diaspora, people dispersed for its glory. 
And the more and more I read scripture, the more and more I see more, more of that. I mean, even more than we talked about in that particular episode of how important it is for us to be reaching the diaspora and sharing Christ with the diaspora. And I think yeah. it's been on God's heart from the beginning. <laughs> from the very beginning. And, you know, the, the good thing is for, for our listeners is you haven't had to spend uh, 12 episodes just listening to Rebecca and I. Uh, we also have interviewed a few people. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rebecca, do you remember our, our chat with, with Paul, uh, our, our brother who is from Afghanistan, our conversation with, with Paul? Uh, one of the things that stuck out to me was when he was talking about in his life and in the life of others that he used the word spark. He says, God gave me the spark. Uh, and I think that was his way of talking about the Holy Spirit, not that the Holy Spirit is a spark. I think his theology is formed in who the Holy Spirit is, but that was how he was defining as a point in time that the Holy Spirit sparked in him an interest in truth in the gospel and the Bible. And it's exciting to think of how that spark has become a flame um, through his life. Um, truly a Holy Spirit flame. Yeah. Just on, on that thought, I was with a, uh, a Kurdish sister just recently and she, she said something similar. She said, she said, if you are not on fire for Jesus, you're not very likely to be used to spark it in someone else. Well, you know, the story I remember, uh, um, or the interview that I remember is talking to Jane. Is there something that you really sticks out to you when we talk to Jane, bud? Yeah, J- Jane is such such a a great sister and, and, and pure hearted and and vision driven. I think that's what sticks out to me about Jane is there. There's so many good things that she could be involved in in doing work in in New Jersey, but God has given her a burden for the Gujarati people, and she she hasn't let other churches or other ministries or others deter her from that vision. And I think that's what it's going to take to see the unreached in the diaspora reached is, is a, a, a tenacious mm-hmm. commitment to the vision of seeing a people group reached with the gospel and knowing that when we see the gospel take root and multiply through a people group like the Gujarati, that, you know, many of those Gujaratis also speak Hindi. It can jump to the Hindi speakers. And, and the Hindi speakers, it can jump to the Pakistanis because Hindi and Urdu is similar. But I, I think it's just this um, commitment and focus and consistency among a people group over a period of time that we would just call faithfulness. Mm-hmm. Jane has been faithful and God is beginning to bless that. And I think that's that's the type of work that honors him. And he puts he puts his hand to and blows uh, the, the Holy Spirit uh uh, into those communities, and we start seeing people come from death to life. Wow, well, I truly loved her determination and perseverance for sure. As I as we listened to her story and her talking about that. Another topic that we talked about is you know kind of the the title of the podcast. Let's talk diaspora. But we said why why is there diaspora today? What was what was the takeaway for you, Rebecca, when we were thinking about the why behind diaspora? Well, as you talk about that, it even makes me think of um, the episode we talked about that fourth wave. Um, I think that 
I think God likes to keep us on our toes and um, keep us moving and um, looking to him. And I, I feel like one reason that we have diaspora is for that reason, for sure. Um, was there something from that episode that really um, you took home? Well, uh, honestly, Rebecca, I, I study that often. So I don't I don't know there was anything profound for me individually that that I, I took away but the thing that that is always a good reminder for me of like why is there the diaspora and you 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 hit on it is because there there is a god that is purposed to unite all things in heaven and on earth in Christ Jesus mm-hmm. and i i do remember in that episode or along that similar topic referring to um, the book of ephesians where you know paul paul is writing inspired by the holy spirit that that god is uniting all things in Christ Jesus and the rest of the book is talking about how, how he's doing that. And there's, uh, you know, even when we get to the practicalities towards the end of the book, how it says, you know, husbands, love your wives, slaves, obey your masters, children, obey your parents. Like, this is what it looks like when heaven and earth, all things are uniting in Christ, that there, there, there is no distinction, that there is unity and the diaspora, the reality is, is that's not the case. People are scattered, people are fragmented, but it's for the purpose, it's for the envision of uniting all things in Christ. Well, and I think I love how God's given us all a part in that too. I know a big part that you play um, in, um, and we, as we talk about diaspora, and we've been talking about diaspora is the resource, research, sorry, research aspect. Um so I'm sure you can tell us from the episode that we talked about why is research important. And I think you had a tagline that made it really simple. Oh, now you're putting me on the, on the spot. <laughs> uh, I, I do, I do know a couple taglines related around research. So I'm just going to rapid fire and maybe I'll hit the target. So one is when I think about doing research, there's really just two reasons why we should do missions research it's, it's to get more missionaries to the field and it's to help missionaries be more effective. So that is like one one way of looking at why is it important? Because that's really the goal that we're after. And, and in doing that, we're doing lots of things like identifying target and we're measuring how we're doing. Uh, the, the other thing related around research was we just asked a few questions and that is who are the people? What are they like? How can they be reached with the gospel? And how are we doing? And so those four questions and those two paradigms of getting more missionaries to fill and helping missionaries be more effective like that's, that's the root of missions research. And it's important because if someone doesn't know what um, to focus on and their attention is divided, then there's, there's really very little momentum that's going to happen going forward to accomplish the goal, whatever the goal is. And, and if we're not strategic in how and who that we're engaging, the path of least resistance is always the most attractive. And if we don't know how we're doing, we're not going to be able to recognize when and how God is working. And again, not saying that our means or methods is what God uh, blesses, but at least we know what God, what means and methods God's using in a specific season among a certain people. And we can advocate for others to adopt what we call a best practice. And that's, again, part of research. Hmm. Which I think we also talked about a lot of that in the what does a UPG, which, oh, maybe we should... We also, this um, this season, I think we talked about what is a UPG? 
Yeah, so the definition that we gave about an unreached people group is it's a people group among which there's no indigenous community of believing Christians with adequate numbers and resources to evangelize the people group without outside assistance. So we talked about like various percentages that have been attached over the last 40 years, and there has been a large variety of percentages. But for the last 20 years, approximately, there's been a little bit of a consensus of what what are the numbers that represent an unreached people group, and that was 2% evangelical and less than 5% Christian adherent, Christian adherent being Orthodox Catholicism. And based off that definition, uh, research, we talked about research, research has identified about 7,000 UPGs in the world. And we got to recognize that's that's 42% of the world's population in those 7,000 UPGs. So 42% of the world live in an unreached people group. And what that means is remember, like there's not an indigenous community of believing Christians that have an adequate number of believers or resources to reach the rest. And so that means by definition, they need outside help. So when we think about what is an unreached people group, why is research important? Why is there even this idea of being strategic in our mission engagement? It's because those people, 42% of the population, will likely never hear the gospel in a culturally relevant way without someone intentionally doing it. And then we even narrowed it down further is what does that UPG look like right here in diaspora in a city? And we even narrowed it down to looking at a city in um, the United States and to LA. That was another episode that, and what's, I think that episode we might need to even further look at as we look at um, possibly another season of Let's Talk Diaspora. Yeah, maybe we, we cover a, a city, a season, and dive in a little bit. We didn't do very good in episode 11, diving in with a ton of details, but we did share here. Here are some of the unreached people groups in L.A., 18 uh, significantly unreached people groups. And, and again, that's with populations over over 5,000. So like, you know, even the, the Iranians, there's 300,000 Iranians, huge uh, population segments of unreached in in LA and the Iranians are broken down to, to Jewish peoples and Persians and other Muslim minority groups as well. But I think the main takeaway that we have to remember about unreached people groups in the diaspora is remember their identities get wider and the boundaries soften of how they identify. And uh, in one of the episodes we talked about like the, the idea of a people group is they identify inside as we and us and those on the outside are they. And so we don't define that. The best we can do is observe that. And in the diaspora, because their identities get wider and soften, typically we're aligning that that people group thought, not, not necessarily at the people group level, like in the home country, but oftentimes we're gathering them together in an affinity group around language and religion. Um, sometimes it's language, religion, and country of origin, but it, it gets, I think the, the main takeaway, Rebecca, is it, it gets messy when we start talking about people groups, unreached people groups in the diaspora. And we have to understand that people group lists are limited. They, they serve a function and that's, that's for education, uh, prayer mobilization, missions mobilization. But once you get your boots muddy, you recognize, oh, I, I, I probably should have put on a bigger pair of boots because this really is messy. Well, and I think it's still so new to this whole topic of diaspora and um, 
the messiness of it is so still fresh. It's that, again, that fourth wave. I think we're right in it and just have begun it over, you know, over the last few years. So I'm excited about the next season, even talking about some of the different, maybe even strategies that people are using to begin to figure out this messiness and how to get involved. Yeah, that's a great way for us to wrap up season one. And and the last episode that's just recapping is uh, looking forward to the second season. So season one was really uh, to be a vision cast, talking about why it's important and providing some nuance to some of the categories in diaspora missions among the unreached. Season two, we're going to be pressing in to some conversations related around strategy. And we're going to invite you to come back and learn uh, and we're going to start even just ways that you can get started, but all the way towards the end of, hey, maybe someone needs to learn uh, how how to put together a church planting strategy among an unreached people group. We're going to we're going to try to cover a variety of talk, topics in season two, but we're going to move you to action. If you've not already been moved to action by the Holy Spirit and opportunities God's given you, our goal in season two is we, we've set your eyes on the strategic nature of diaspora missions. We've talked about the need and the opportunity season two we want we want you let's let's keep going with the analogy we want to get your boots muddy and so thank you for being with us uh season one of let's talk diaspora to help us out hit the subscribe button so that you will be notified when future episodes launch this season is sponsored by upg north america go to upgnorthamerica.com for more information